We light candles in testament that faith makes everything possible. Baruch Ata Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Asher Kiddushanu B'mitzvah Tov V'tzivanu L'halik Nir Shel Hanukkah Blessed are thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has made us holy through his commandments, and commanded us to kindle the Hanukkah lights. Amen. Thank you, Manos, for beautiful music. He will be back. And happy Hanukkah to everyone, especially our Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, you know, I got an email today. Not today, actually, that's not true. I got an email the other day. Um, and it said, can you please help me understand how a school shooting is for anyone's highest good? I'm really struggling with it, and I'm feeling really lost. I know the truth intellectually, but I'm still really struggling. I'd appreciate your insight. So I thought that might be an email from a lot of us that we could have written or at least were struggling with. So I wanted to take a moment, and certainly not that I deem myself having the um, answers to understand the complexities of what's occurring right now, but I can speak of principle, and I can tell you what I've learned within my own heart and being about God and life, um, although maybe um, a little at times it feels inside of me. I, I feel that it's at least a springboard for you to take your leap into um, discovering um, what is true and what isn't true. So... What I said and what I want to say to you is that it is, um, it's seductive, it's, it's, um, it's a misuse to, to go to, um, how is this for the highest good? You see, uh, the world of duality is the world of illusion and separation. That is the world that is happening out there. The warring, the fighting, the appearance of us versus them. That is a continual tale of separation. The story of Adam and Eve tells this tale. It is a, uh, a story that, that speaks to the idea that there was a dream of separation. And in the dream, we were disconnected from God. And that dream continues to repeat itself and to find ways to express itself. We, at some point, as a collective and individually got seduced by the dream. Imagine it like a wave, a big tidal wave that just came and swooped you up into it. And it, it filled your essence and it filled your vibration and you latched onto it and you saw other people latching onto it. And so you started to believe 
what the dream was telling you. You started to believe that you were separate. And then, to um, make it even more believable, your feeling nature got activated by it. You thought you were separate, and then you felt afraid. Before that, you didn't know what fear was. You didn't feel it. There was no point of it. But you had the thought, I'm separate, and then something profound went, and then in that of fear, it suddenly became separateness. And separateness happened in the mind, like if you could imagine a glass that just becomes splintered and fractured. It's not just one pebble. It goes, and in all different directions, it just kind of explodes into different pieces that appear to be, they're still connected, but they're broken and fragmented. That's the lens that we're looking through. That's the lens that the news is speaking from. That's the lens where us versus them and nation versus nation and boundaries and borders and all of these things are created in. Everyone's looking through a windshield that is just absolutely fragmented into pieces. But sometimes we get a thought, well, it's whole because we want to believe it's whole. Come on, you guys, we bought the game. We believed it. So now a part of us is trying to make true that somehow this idea of separation is of God. If I can just connect the pieces together, ah, there will be wholeness. But even when you glue the pieces together with superglue, there's still the, the, the slivers that exist within the glass, so you're still not seeing clearly. But it's the best we could do. We want to put the pieces together to make sense of it. But the fact of the matter is, there'll come a point where we realize you can't make sense out of a broken dream that isn't real. Keep breathing. I'll give you what you can make sense out of. (laughs) But that's what happens to us. The world over and over and over is showing us this broken dream of separation and warring and killing and dying. These things that seem so real. But your soul resides in this gentle place that just says, I know the truth. I know that I am eternal. I know that we all come here for a temporary time and we all will leave. I know this. I also know That actually time is made up. Time is made up. It's not real. We made it up. So each one of us is a timeless being, which means that the time that we spend here is actually irrelevant. Like just for a moment, let yourself expand a bit to go, whether someone's here a day or a hundred years, in timelessness, What's the difference? Now, in time, there's a big difference. In time, a day is a day, and 100 years, 100, and it feels very, very different. But in your soul that is timeless, how could you measure that which isn't even measurable or real? So the soul of your being is timeless. It is whole. It knows the truth. And it is moving you closer and closer. It's it's waking you up slowly 
one minute, one moment at a time. It uses everything to point you back to your wholeness. It doesn't exclude anything that's happening. Your soul, your deep essence of being doesn't go, well, that's not included, that's bad, that's good, that's bad, that's good. It doesn't do that. It takes all that is, and it says, okay, I will reveal my goodness there. I will make goodness possible there. So goodness becomes an eternal possibility within every individual. No matter what is occurring, the essence of your being says, okay, I will use this. Okay, I'll use this. A wedding, beautiful, okay, I'll use that. A death, okay, I'll use that. The goodness, the essence of your being that is waking you up to your divinity uses everything. It doesn't name anything as bad or wrong. It just uses it, whatever it's given. It says, we'll use that today. This is our opportunity. And it becomes your opportunity in alignment with the goodness of your divine to use what is happening. And then when goodness becomes ignited, when you start to perhaps see it or start to become activated by it, or perhaps do a move in the world that causes love to be expressed, where is goodness found? In you and in your participation, what's happening in the world. You're always individually at choice. You are. I want you to hear this. You are. I'm not going to declare this as everyone on the planet. Not everyone is yet at clear individual choice. Some people are, are living very dense, heavy karmic patterns where they do not know energetically the, the wave of division and fear and separation has so consumed them that they have temporarily fallen completely asleep, unconscious, absolutely unconscious that there's a higher power and oneness here. Don't know it. Cannot hold them accountable to know it. You would be crazy to do that. You aren't that today. You're not. I say this all the time. You're not sitting in Bodhi and, and, and able to maintain that consciousness. You would be out. You would not even be attracted to this gathering of crazy people. <laughs> that I am. <laughs> Good save. <laughs> so each thing, and, and you know, I'll use the... The 2012 Mayan calendar coming, the 21st, I'll use everything that's happening. Everything is happening for you. This is an auspicious time for you to wake up. And it doesn't mean, this is so important for you to understand, to awaken does not mean that judgment will not occur. Don't get seduced by that. The mind judges. That's what it does. So when you wake up and the mind is judging... And you're, it takes me, let's see, I meditate, then I get coffee because I can't meditate. <laughs> and I drink coffee and then I journal, but then the coffee's got me kind of jittery, so it's hard to journal. <laughs> and then I'll get in the shower, and my mind's going, my mind's going, my mind's going, I'm standing in the shower, and then my mind's going, my mind's going, and I'm standing there in the shower, and the water's coming over me, and I'm like, oh my God, Stop. 
Oh, it can't stop. That's right. That's right. It can't stop. My divine, I can't stop the mind from thinking, but I'm powerless over that. What I can do is surrender. What I can do is not even fight it. Ah, thank you. I I don't even need to fight this. I don't need to fight the crazy-making mind. Sometimes I wake up knowing that. (laughs) Don't ask Patrick if that's true. (laughs) And then that's how we move through our day. And more and more, you pause to remember. More and more, you'll take the deep breath that says, right here, right now. I'm right here, right now. And it will become very interesting to you. What is right here, right now? What is right here, right now is, becomes your very place to become conscious of God. And eventually, hopefully very quickly for you, you won't need for the place to be different for you to know that. Ah, that's like a, that's a big step toward awakening. You're realizing that the mind is crazy and that you can't change it, but you can become aware and observe and surrender. Huge step. And then you start to become aware that everything in your world is for you. Everything that's happening right where you are. Don't need to change a thing. Holy Spirit. Wow, did I create this? Woo! That's something, right? And it's not in blame. You've, you've risen above blame and shame. Sometimes it gets activated, absolutely. But mostly, you get interested more than you'll get triggered. Eventually, it would become very interesting. And when you're interested, when you're observing and interested, something profound starts happening. You're not judging. You're no longer judging and separating it and trying to figure it out. You're just observing and interested in the phrase we've been using often here, how is this for me? How is this for me? How is God in this? And then it's not a universal answer. How is goodness in this? Now it becomes an individual inquiry about how is goodness here in me, for me, in relationship to what is occurring. Now you're playing the big game in relationship between me and what is occurring. How might goodness be present or revealed or expanded? That's the game that we're trying to get ourselves to play here at Bodhi. It's a a totally different game than you came in learning. Totally different. But you're ready. You're capable If you forget for days, it doesn't matter because you're timeless. It doesn't matter. And yet, uh, there's a paradox in that statement. Because once you realize you're timeless and this game is established in time, you want to speed it up. You want to speed it up. And that's where your practices of meditation, forgiveness, prayer, oneness, blessings. That's where these things start to literally contract the karmic path of time that lies before you. Where, where previously you have a thousand years of separation in time to be dissolved through your spiritual practice, through your showing up for consciousness um, ideas, for the things that you're doing, that time begins to shrink. It doesn't have to be what it is. That's the miracle that's possible today. 
It's really, really, really possible today for every one of you to awaken to your divinity, to a a greater sense of freedom from suffering, to the ability to go, hmm, let me stand back for a moment and be in relationship to this. This is the game we're playing. So when I look at what occurred with the, the, the school and the kids. And, and, and it doesn't, it, it starts there, but it, it quickly sends me all over the world. I don't know if that happens to you, but, uh, you know, special love and focus to Connecticut, of course. And then my, I, I immediately go, and all over the world, this is occurring. And something happened to me this week that I want to share because it might ha- be happening to you. The wave of pain that came into my body felt so huge that I resisted it. I was like, no, 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 no. I I can't be a conduit for that. I literally, I took a little step back. I I was really, and I got, like I got from my divine that this too I must breathe in and allow to be dissolved through me because this too lives within me. It lives within me. I can't point to the warring and the suffering and the atrocities out there. I can't do that any longer. I've got to find a way to breathe it in. And the the experience of a big wave of it coming into me, which was real possible with what occurred this week, was scary. I literally felt like I dipped my toe in the water and I jumped right out. But then I sat there and I said, okay, give me a little bit. Because I'll talk to my divine. I'll negotiate. I'll absolutely negotiate. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what am I available for? What can I hold? How could I possibly grow into being a space to move this? Now, now you're waking up and becoming a servant of the divine. Now, not only are you really interested in how is this for me, how is this for me, which is a great question, but it only moves you so far. Because then you start clicking into how do I make myself available to be used as a conduit that can process and transform and dissolve this. It looks like for the world, but oh, shoot, remember, it's mine. It was living in me all along. I just projected it out. This is a really high conversation, you guys. This is really, really high. I get that. I get that. But I don't know what other conversation to have today, honestly. I mean, what's the conversation to have if not this, right? You're magnificent. You're powerful. You're ready to breathe. You're ready to breathe and to process and to feel what's coming through you, for you, and for the greater good. You see, it's it's both and. When you own it and claim it as as your own, suddenly the world begins to change. Now, the final miracle comes, the final miracle comes when you no longer are trying to fix that broken windshield because you know it's a complete waste of your time. You just sit and you ask, you ask, please remove this broken windshield, remove this dream of separation. Help me to see clearly as, as God sees Help me to see from the divine. Help me to see through a clear, beautiful glass that multiplies love, that doesn't fragment 
and make it look like something real is happening, but it's just a game of brokenness, multiplying brokenness. You ask that the whole thing be dissolved. Oh, that's scary. That'll be next year. We'll talk about that one. (laughs) That's a big one. But if you can even ask, if you can even say, God, and we'll say it today together, actually. Just, just take the whole thing. I, I don't even, I can't, I'm not even going to try to fix these broken pieces. Give me new, give me a new lens to look through. And it will just begin dissolving. It will literally begin to dissolve. And, and you, it'll, it's just not, it, only you will understand the sensation of it's not real. It's just words until you feel it's not real. And then the glass of wholeness, of love, of oneness that you, that, that you can only describe just is there. The same way the Buddha woke up sitting under the Bodhi tree, woke up, his mind cleared, he was in the bliss of being, and he realized it was who he always was. It was the, the suffering that was the lie, not the bliss of wholeness. Same journey exact same game. You can't rush it. You can't rush it. You can make yourself available for it. You can't dictate it. You can't decide tonight. Well, maybe you could. You can give it a try, but I'll speak from my experience. Let me say I, so I don't project upon you. I realize that I can't go to bed and go, wake me up now. I've tried it. (laughs) And who knows? Maybe I'll keep doing it. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, you can try that if you want. The cool thing about it is it just makes you hungrier for something. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong. I guess my, my final word is there's nothing wrong occurring in your life right now. Like this is, like don't, the, the, the seduction is, okay, now I know it's broken. Now I got to get out. Well, that's a broken thought. It's coming from the brokenness and you're screwed again. So it's so delicate. It's a good luck. Oh. I, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's pray. (laughs) Oh, no, let me wrap it up better than that. Please, God, let me wrap it up better than that. (laughs) Oh, so this is what's really true. And it doesn't negate our feelings. Those children and those parents, those adults, and this mother and this beloved brother of ours that was called the killer, they're not dead. It's not possible to die. It's not possible. They laid down their bodies quite dramatically. And they're expanded in the wholeness of God that they always were. And they have fulfilled their mission. They fulfilled their mission. They came to do something. Now it is our job to be in relationship to that and expand the opportunity that their mission has come here to, to, to reveal, right? So let's do what we do here at Bodhi. I invite you together to stand and give these blessed lives a standing ovation for a life well lived. <laughs>